welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. So, Mark chapter 5, verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come, put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him, he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding around you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead. They said, why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kuhum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. The title tonight is is Not Dead But Sleeping. Not Dead But Sleeping. Lord God, tonight we come to you, O God, and thank you, O God, for your word, Lord. Tonight, Lord, we can draw encouragement, O God. We can draw sustenance, O God. Lord, we can receive instruction, Lord. 
Lord, from your word, O oh God, and Lord, you've given us your word, O oh God. And I pray, Lord, Lord, tonight, Lord, would you help me, Lord, to communicate, Lord, Lord, what you're saying to us tonight, O oh God, and help, help us to understand, Lord. Help us to take it in, Lord. Help us, Lord, Lord, to live by your word. Lord, help us, Lord, Lord, in our lives to commit, Lord, Lord, to following your word, Lord. Even, even sometimes when it's challenging, Lord, when it's, when it's difficult, O oh God, help us, Lord, Lord, to, to, to follow you, O oh God. And, Oh, Lord, encourage us tonight in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I have to say that on Sunday, I really enjoyed Kathleen's testimony. I got to spend uh, some more time with her, just her story of um, becoming a Christian, of being in, in uh, mental homes, of having serious depression, going through all sorts of drug treatments and I got to talk to her about it and she went through a horrendous time but but God brought her right through brothers and sisters brought her right through and she is she's just a wonderful blessing wherever she goes she just she, she just shines for Jesus and uh, encourages people everywhere and uh, I think we're going to be encouraged tonight through the the, the incident that we just read about, the, this crossover, this interaction of, of Jesus with this woman who, who was ill for 12 years and Jairus. And uh, we serve a God of miracles. Can you hear an amen? We serve a God who can do above and beyond what we ask, think, or imagine. And his ways are higher than our ways. And so we have to always remember that uh, when we come to, to Jesus, when we're, when we're asking things of him, his ways are higher than our ways. And he knows what he's doing. And uh, this man Jairus was a man who um, had a problem. There was a family problem going on. His, his, his daughter was ill and was dying. And he couldn't fix it. And he couldn't ignore it. And then we have this other lady. We don't know her name. But she had a problem. She'd been ill for 12 years. There was no healer. There was no doctor who could fix it. It tells us that she'd spent all her money on doctors. And it had only, things had only gotten worse. She couldn't fix it. And she couldn't ignore it. And, and both of these people in their time of need, go searching for Jesus. And uh, if you're here tonight and you're, you've got a need, I'm just going to point you the right direction tonight. Go Jesus' direction. It, it doesn't matter what your need is. Go Jesus' direction. And these two people, they, they decide in, in their circumstances, two opposite ends of society, if you like, they go for Jesus. And this lady, her, her problem back in those days had, had some serious implications. She could not be near people. She was considered by society in, in those times to be unclean. And therefore, she was not allowed to, to mix with society as a normal person. And so she would have suffered isolation. I'm sure she was lonely. Separated. An outsider. 
having to stand off and outside of, of the groupings, outside of the social circles, and, and therefore suffered. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's you today. You, you're, you find yourself outside of, of, of social connection. Sometimes maybe there's loneliness in your life. Well, that, that's, that's what was going on in this, this woman's life. On top of her illness, on top of the suffering, the discomfort, the, the, whatever pain there was, what, whatever inconvenience there was with it. And this has gone on, gone on for 12 years. 12 years. It's a long time. A long time. And she hears about Jesus, and, and so she, she hears about his miracles. She hears what he can do and how he can touch. And so she comes sneaking in. And she's not supposed to be in a crowd at all, but, but she has to get to Jesus. And, and so she comes pushing through and, and weaving through. I can imagine her trying to just stay as, as incognito as possible. And she, she gets right in and, and she's there and maybe she's bowed low. I, I just imagine when she's touching the, the hem of Jesus' garment that, that somehow she's bowed down and low and, and she touches the hem of his coat and, and all of a sudden, whoo, whoo, she's healed. She is healed. And Jesus immediately the, the interaction of, of, of the power of God with this woman's faith. She is healed, she is touched, and she knows it. And it happens in her life. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, we get our miracle like that. Although, I suppose, in a way, it wasn't instant for her, but as soon as she came to Jesus, it was instant, and it was done. And sometimes God immediately responds to the cry and immediately responds to faith. And, and, and touches and heals. And that's what he did for her. And she feels the healing, but, but it's a bit of a sneaky healing. <laughs> She's kind of sneaked in there. And it, it feels a little bit, you know, undercover. She's still hiding, so she still... It's almost like she has uh, manipulated this. She's, she's got in past the guards, <laughs> got in the back door, and is able to, to sneakily get a healing from Jesus. And so she turns to, to, to go away, and she may have been healed of her sickness, but she's still covered with shame. She's still covered with this, this isolation and, and this, uh, this separation and, and her, her head is still down and she's just trying to sneak off again. And, and Jesus turns around and he says, who touched me? Who touched me? And, and I can imagine the panic over, I wonder, does he mean me? Oh no, he, I'm going to be exposed because I shouldn't be here at all, and I've got a sneaky heal. I stole a healing from Jesus. <laughs> I got something that, that I didn't deserve. 
Many of us can identify with that. We didn't deserve anything from Jesus. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, we come and we get some forgiveness and we get, we get blessings from Jesus and, and we sort of feel nearly a bit embarrassed because we don't deserve it. We don't. And, and that's this lady and she's, she's sneaking away. And Jesus said, who touched me? Who was it? Somebody touched me. And so she, she owns up and Jesus makes a declaration to her and he says, daughter, daughter, your faith has healed you. And she hears these lovely words and Jesus was a rabbi. Jesus was a teacher. Jesus was, was somebody very special. He was the, the celebrity of, of this crowd. He was, he, everybody's attention was on Jesus. And he turns to her and he says, daughter, daughter. And Jesus is not ashamed of her. Jesus is, is saying to her, you belong to me. You're mine. You're, you're, you're my family. You're my child. You belong. You belong. And your shame is removed. He says, your faith has healed you. You're no longer an outcast. And from the, from the mouth of Jesus, not only uh, has she received her healing, but she is now declared to be whole and declared to be pure and declared to be a daughter. She is declared to, to belong to Jesus. And brothers and sisters, this is our position of privilege. We who were afar off, we who were lost in our sin have been brought right in to the place of belonging and the place of family and the place of, of, of honor, if you like, a place of righteousness, a place of justification. No longer are we associated with our sin and, and our filth and our, our isolation and our, our sneaky behaviors. Well, oh, we are not associated with that. We are separated from that and we're brought into a place of family. And belonging and, and, and justification, which, which means we're made pure in the eyes of God and declared by God to be whole and to be just, just as righteous as God himself because we've been given his righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know. Sometimes we do, don't we? We, we live life half guilty. You know, we live life, I, I don't deserve this from Jesus. And, and we live with this voice on our shoulders that's always wanting to condemn us. And always wanting to say, you, you know, you, you're worthless. You're worthless. You're not. You're a holy nation. We are a holy people. We're justified. We're righteous. And we are the daughters and the sons of the living God. Hallelujah. And so this declaration happens to her and now she can go and she is free and she can go and she can tell everybody, I am whole, I am healed, I am pure and I am a daughter of Jesus. See that man, Jesus, who's doing all the healings? He called me daughter. He called me daughter. I have a new identity. 
And so she, she receives her healing. And I imagine the, the joy, and I can imagine it even in the whole crowd, the, the ripples of this, Jesus has just healed this woman. And so this, this happens, and we have then Jairus' story interacting with that. The synagogue was the, the Jewish place of, of worship. It was kind of the, the headquarters of society. And Jairus was the leader of the synagogue. And he was a leader in the religious institution of the time. And so you have somebody from, from the opposite end of society, somebody who's not an outcast, who is immersed in society, who is honored in society, who is central to society. And he, he discovers, I've got a problem. I've got a need. I too am desperate for a touch of Jesus. I, I need Jesus in my circumstances. It's funny, isn't it, that, that Jairus would have been the man that probably would have excluded the other woman who was ill from the synagogue and from society. He would have been one of the people to declare her unclean. But Jairus comes to Jesus and he pleads and he begs and he cries. And he says, Jesus, would you come, come and put your hands on this issue that I have in my life. Jesus, would you come to my home? Jesus, would you come to, to the difficulties that, that I have no other solution for? My religion, my religion is bankrupt. My synagogue is bankrupt. My whatever good works I have done are bankrupt. I have nowhere else to go but to come to you, Jesus. And Jesus, would you come with me and help me and touch my daughter? And Jesus listens to Jairus. And, and you know, Jesus, we see in other instances in the Bible that, that Jesus speaks and immediately the daughter is healed or, or the, the, the person is healed from a distance. Or Jesus sends the person on their way and, and the miracle is done. But in this case, Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus starts to journey with Jairus. And sometimes it's like that in our lives, brothers and sisters. The issue that we have brings us to Jesus. And Jesus doesn't always resolve the issue immediately. He doesn't always just immediately speak and it's done. And that disappoints me often because I like Jesus to deal with things sooner rather than later. I like him to, to, to intervene in, in my difficulties or where, I, I, where I'm praying for miracles. I'd like him to heal Marco immediately. I'd like him to heal Gavin immediately. I'd like him to, to step into situations sooner rather than later. But sometimes Jesus uses 
uses things to, to draw us to himself. And so Jesus, instead of just speaking and, and seeing this, this little daughter healed, he says, okay, I'll, I'll walk with you, Jairus. Let's journey. Let's go. And the circumstances brought Jairus to Jesus. And the circumstances create and stir up within Jairus a desire for Jesus. The circumstances draw Jairus to Jesus and the circumstances hold Jairus' attention on Jesus. And brothers and sisters, sometimes that is what God is doing with our circumstances. When we have a difficulty, and it can be a physical, it can be a healing issue that brings us, it can be a financial, it can be a relational issue, it can be a work situation, and, and some of these things, God allows them because he's drawn us to himself, and he's drawn us to, because he, he wants to teach us some things. He wants, to, he wants to do good things in our lives. He wants to, to, to bring us and, and teach us things. And sometimes he allows these, these things to go on for a while. And that's why, brothers and sisters, sometimes healings aren't instantaneous. Sometimes the miracles aren't instantaneous. And, and, but, but Jesus is doing something. And so Jesus draws Jairus to himself, and they start to walk together. And every step is important. Every step of this is important. And, and I can imagine Jairus, okay, right, we've got a big crowd here. Now, we need to get a path to my house as quickly as possible. What can we do to get Jesus into my situation as quickly as possible? Because that is where I want to get to. And and into, I, I can imagine Jairus almost putting his arm around Jesus and, and leading him on and nudging him on and pushing people out of the way. Come on, make way there. You know, make a path for Jesus because I've got an issue that needs resolved. I've got something that I need Jesus to touch in my life. And that's, that it's, it's consuming Jairus. But he doesn't realize that his attention now is on Jesus. And Jesus has taken him on a journey. And the supernatural solution that Jairus needs is coming. It's coming, but Jesus wants him to walk with him. He wants him to walk with him. And Jairus has to go at Jesus' pace. And he has to go with Jesus' direction. And he has to follow Jesus. And he has to wait on Jesus. And he has to talk to Jesus. And he has to be with Jesus because he, he needs help from Jesus. And Jesus is in this procession and there's this crowd pressing in and and there's an interruption. There's an interruption. This lady that we talked about comes in and interrupts a journey. Now, I can imagine, you know, Jairus is, is kind of half dragging Jesus along. Come on, Jesus. 
Yeah, keep moving there. You know, another foot in front of the other. Come on, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Keep going. A bit faster, Jesus. A little faster. We can do this. You know, we can get there. And he's, he's trying to get Jesus there. But, but there's an interruption and, and Jesus stops. He stops and he stops. Jairus has to stop with Jesus. And, and Jesus turns and, and he starts to interact with this woman. And you can imagine Jairus now, this, this, is, this now is forcing Jairus to take note of some things that Jesus wants to teach him. Jairus, I want you to see something. Have you noticed that, brothers and sisters? That sometimes when, when we have a need that we want Jesus to touch, that often we learn things about other things from Jesus. He gets our attention. All of a sudden, whatever word he says, I want to hear. I want to hear what Jesus has to say. Why are we stopping here, Jesus? What, what's going on? What are you doing? What are you doing? And, and we learn from Jesus. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, you may be waiting on a miracle. You may be waiting on something from Jesus. And it can be as critical as a daughter who's dying. And Jesus wants you to walk with him and learn from him and listen to him because he's got things to teach you that are not just about the daughter who is ill. There are other things. This is what, this is what Jesus showed Jairus. Listen to this. Jairus, Jairus came to Jesus about his daughter and Jesus turned and he, he introduced Jairus to his daughter. This woman that was healed, he said, my daughter, my daughter, your faith has healed you. That woman that was ill for 12 years. And what Jesus was showing Jairus is that, yes, you have a daughter, but I have a daughter. I have a daughter. Jairus, there are things that are important to me that I want you to understand. Jairus, you've been in a, a legal law system, but I want you to know that I have a daughter, that I am I'm doing something new. I'm bringing the unclean. I'm bringing the unclean into a family. I'm healing people. Jairus, I want you to notice the daughter, the daughter who, who, was, who, who was filthy and has been made clean, who was unwell, who was ostracized, who was separate, who, who, who was put out of your synagogue, Jairus. I want you to understand that I am bringing, bringing people to me, daughters and sons. In fact, you could, you could look at it like the church. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, we come to Jesus with a need and we discover the church. We discover brothers and sisters who need help, who need encouragement. We discover a family. We discover daughters and sons, people. And, and, and Jesus, Jesus wants Jairus to have 
interest in the things that he is interested in. And, and brothers and sisters, that's often the way God brings us with our needs to himself. We, we, we go there, Jesus, and need you to intervene with this. And he teaches us something. And he shows us something. And he shows us a bigger thing that he is doing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to your issue, Jairus, but I want you to see this. And there's a journey. Sometimes I have to wait on Wilma. That may be a surprise. Very rarely have to wait on Wilma. I can't see her tonight, so I'm free to see this, I think. <laughs> and when that happens, if I'm, you know, something happens and she's supposed to pick me up or whatever and, and she doesn't turn up at the time we've agreed, I start to think. I start to think, well, okay, Wilma is... She's got this type of character. She always shows up on time. There's, there must be something going on and there's a good reason why she hasn't turned up. Or did we get the instructions wrong? Did we miscommunicate? Or, and I start to think about Wilma's character when I'm waiting on her. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, this is what happens. When we have to wait on Jesus for our issue, we start to examine the person we're waiting on and we get to know him. We look at his faithfulness. We look at his character. We look at his power. We probably ask the question, does he really love me? As we're waiting for a miracle, does, does Jesus really love me? Does he really think that, that I'm righteous? You know, am I really righteous? Has he forgot me? Does, does he care about my circumstances? When, and, and when we have to wait on people, we examine their character. And that's what happens when we have to wait on Jesus. We examine his character and we get to know him. And when he says something, when he speaks to us, you know, we're, we're waiting to hear words from his mouth. Jesus, what are you going to say? I, I, I want to hear about my daughter who's dying, but what, what are you going to say to me? And we, we have our attention on Jesus, and we examine his character, and when we do that, we find he is altogether true, altogether lovely, and he has forgiven us, and we are held in the palm of his hands, and he will never disappoint, and we understand that his ways are higher than our ways. They are, they're higher than our ways, and we may not understand them. That's because they're higher than our ways. <laughs> and, and so his ways are higher, his ways are better, brothers and sisters. And his timing is perfect, and so Jairus hears those words from Jesus' mouth, my daughter, and he understands some things. And so the, mess, the messengers then come, and Jairus' situation is about to take a, take a level for the worse, go, go a level 
and to the darkness. And the message comes, Jairus, your daughter's dead. Your daughter is dead. And Jesus hears what has been told to Jairus and tells him, he says this, don't be afraid. Jairus, don't be afraid. Believe. Believe. And maybe you're on a journey tonight and you're, you're, you're waiting on something from God, and you need to hear these words tonight. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's not over yet. Believe. Believe because Jesus loves you. He's not forgotten. He knows your name. He knows every, everything about you. He knows every hair in your head. For some, it's easier than others. He knows every hair in your head, every circumstance. Just believe, hold on. There's a journey. His timing is perfect. And then they, they, they arrive at Jairus' house. And it seems to go a level worse again. There's wailers and there's mourners. And the, apparently in those days, people would be paid to, to mourn and paid to, to, to make a, a wailing noise when somebody died. And so there's all these wailers and mourners. And, and, and so the, 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 the death of the daughter, you know, this, this, this daughter dying has, has just been confirmed. And, and Jesus has said those words, just believe, Jairus, just believe. And so Jairus and Jesus have to walk through and, and, and they're met by this whole uh, crowd that are declaring it's done. These wailers are, are declaring to Jairus, it's too late, Jairus, it's over. Jesus is too late. It's missed. The opportunity is gone. There's no way that this can be sorted out now. It's over. It's over. And there's no, it's, you're defeated. There is no way up from this, Jairus. There's no coming back from this. This now is settled. This thing is over. It's over. And that's what all these voices are declaring to Jairus. There is no recovery from this one, Jairus. And brothers and sisters, sometimes we can get to that place where we think there is no coming back from this. There is no recovery. Maybe there's no forgiveness for what I've done or no, no resolution for it. This, this relationship issue, this, this sickness issue, this financial issue, whatever it is, sometimes we can get to that place where it seems to be so entrenched, so embedded, and so impossible that we, lose, we can lose hope. And Jesus walks into this and he makes this declaration. The, the child is not dead, but asleep. Is not dead, but asleep. And he's making a declaration to all these voices of discouragement, all these voices that would say it's over. He's making this, this great declaration. He's making it to the disciples who are there. 
And he's making it to Jairus. Remember, Jairus is there and, and Jesus has, has been speaking to Jairus and has, has said encouraging things to Jairus. And Jairus is, this is Jairus' situation. Jairus and his wife. And Jesus speaks this. It's not dead, but it's not dead, but asleep. And what he's saying, brothers and sisters, is that it's not over. It's not over. Because Jesus is there. And sometimes it can seem like it's too late. It's over. This, this thing is too entrenched. This addiction is too powerful. This, this whatever it is, is too great for me. And it's done. It's over. But Jesus says it's not, not dead, but asleep. In other words, there's a waking up to come. There's an awakening. There's a rising up again to come. There's, there, there's something more. Jesus isn't finished yet. Hallelujah. He's not finished yet. And in our situations, brothers and sisters, it is not over. It's not over. No matter how dark it seems, it's not over. Not dead, but asleep. There's a resurrection coming. There's life coming. There's light coming. There, there's, there's an awakening coming. And Jesus is going to do something. It's, it's not dead, but asleep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know when, whenever you've got resurrection, the, the, the author of resurrection life, and you've got resurrection life in, within you, it's never over. Never over because there's resurrection. Not even when there's death. Hallelujah. And Jesus tells Jairus, it's not over. Not dead, but asleep. There's an awakening. There's a rising up coming. And Jesus goes into Jairus' house and, and he brings the, the supernatural resurrection power of Almighty God. At, at Jairus' invitation, he, he brings it into his home and, and, and Jesus steps into this, this situation that is dead and he, he brings life, brothers and sisters. He brings life. And whatever your issue, relationship, challenges, addictions, uh, bondages, uh, mind patterns, whatever it is, brothers and sisters, it's not dead. Because Jesus is here and he has life and he has resurrection life that overcomes death. That overcomes all forms of death. In fact, it overcomes physical death because it gives us everlasting life, eternal life. He is the author of life. And so we are to be encouraged tonight in our situations. Maybe it's been a journey and, and God has been teaching you things. And maybe it, it has, has got to the point where it just feels hopeless. But brothers and sisters, it's not over yet. Not over yet. Jesus is with us. And he's doing something. He's doing something. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Not dead, but sleeping. These are the words Jesus said to Jairus. And in the meantime, you know, while, while we're still waiting for our miracles, 
waiting for salvation for somebody, our family, waiting for the, the backslidden to be restored. Why we're waiting, brothers and sisters, he is teaching us. He has our attention. And he's bringing us into places of fruitfulness. And it's not going to be just about that issue. There'll be daughters that he wants us to see and sons and a a family. And he brings us into a place that is so much greater and he's doing so much more than we we could even dream of even through these challenges. It's not wasted on. He doesn't doesn't waste it. He uses it. And like I say, sometimes his ways are higher than our ways. They're always higher than our ways. And so we have to trust him. We have to trust him. Another day, another week, one day, we'll see our answer. We will see our answer. We'll see that resurrection to that situation. We will. We will because he is the author of life. Can we stand tonight? I felt tonight to maybe you are, let's close our eyes. I just want people to, to just contemplate for a moment. Maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus. You've never invited him into your Circumcised Jairus invited Jesus into his home, if you like, and, and you have, you, your body is actually a temple. It's a home. It's a dwelling place. And you have the keys for that. You, the door handle is on the inside, and you can allow Jesus into your life and into your circumstances. And maybe you've never done that. And tonight, I just wanted to offer that invitation tonight. If, if you want to do that tonight, if you want to open the door of your life and say, Jesus, I want you to step into my home, my life, my circumstances, my heart. I want to give my life to you. I want you to forgive me. Like I want you to make me clean and whole like, like this woman we talked about earlier. I, w- I want you to do that in my life. If that's you tonight, just, just raise your hand, give me a wave, and, and we can pray a prayer that, that, that will help you speak those sentiments to Jesus and he will hear you. If, if that's you tonight, give me a wave. If not, we'll move. Yeah, I see one hand. Yeah. Is there anybody else tonight? Okay, yeah, we'll pray for that too. Anybody else tonight? Another hand, yeah. Okay, we're going to pray a prayer and we're going to say, Jesus, I'm sorry for living a selfish life, a self-consumed life, a life for what I feel like doing and what I want to do. I'm sorry for the wrong things I've done. And I want you to forgive me. There'll be a prayer saying that. And then we're going to thank Jesus for dying on the cross because when he died on the cross, he paid for all those wrong things so we can be washed clean. Amazing. And then we're going to invite him to come into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And that's what the Bible says. We can be born again and born of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come into your heart and you will have a different life. He will be a friend that sticks closer than a brother and help you and lead you. And so tonight, 
We're going to pray that prayer. And I'd like everybody to just repeat it after me. But you're praying that prayer not to me, to Jesus. To Jesus. So you speak these words to Jesus and he will come into your life and, and everything's going to change for you. It's the most amazing relationship. It's the most amazing life, a born-again life, a Christian life. So let, let's just all pray this after me. Just repeat it after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I confess to you that I've done wrong things. I've lived selfishly. I've done what I felt like doing instead of considering you. I want to say sorry for all my sin and I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me, Jesus. Thank you that you died on the cross to pay the price for my sin so that justice can be satisfied. I invite you to, to, to take my life. Come and live inside me. Lead me your ways, Jesus. And, and make me born again of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Those of you that prayed that, you've received three things. First of all, your sins are forgiven. Every single last one of them, forgiven. It's wonderful. It means you're clean. As, as clean as Jesus. It's the most amazing thing. Second thing you have is the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit himself, God, there's God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He comes in and dwells us and helps us and changes us. He is, he is the helper that's, that's what the Bible says. And he will help you to understand the Bible. Get a Bible, start to read it. The third thing is that you're going to heaven. You have eternal life. You're going to be there forever with, with Teddy and with James and with me and all, all sorts of people around this world who are Christians. Uh, so, so it's the most amazing thing. We have eternal life. That's what Jesus gives us. And so you have that. And I'm sure you have many questions. So come and talk to us. We'd love to help you on your journey as a Christian. But uh, thank God. Tonight. Can we give the Lord a clap? Isn't it good when, when people find the Lord? It's the most amazing thing. Praise God. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website, www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.